Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here. Today I'm going to be doing a podcast on the NFL. We are halfway through the season, nine weeks played of 18. So I thought it would be interesting to review my picks. Before the season started, some of you may know, I, as I do every year for the past several years, I pick every single game and I come up with records for all the teams before the season starts. So I'll be uh, discussing every team's record versus what they've actually done so far. I'm going to start from highest expectation and go all the way down to my lowest expectation teams. Starting off with the Rams, defending Super Bowl champions. I had them having another spectacular season. The only really huge loss to me was Von Miller. They still have Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, a very solid defense, Jalen Ramsey, all those people. But it hasn't been that kind of season for them. They've struggled and sit with only three wins halfway through the season. Cooper Cup has not been the issue. Cooper Cup has been a reliable target, a frequently used target for Stafford in that offense, but they need to diversify a bit. He needs somebody to help him. It cannot be a one-man offense out there, and that's why it's looking one-dimensional. That's really the key. They need some depth. The defense also has been pretty solid, but Von Miller definitely could have helped somewhat. I'm not really sure as to why they've struggled so mightily. They, it, It's impossible at this point for them to reach the 14 wins I had them doing. In the second half, I do think they'll play better. Maybe enough to claw back into a wildcard spot, we'll have to see. Another team I had 14 wins was the Buffalo Bills. They were definitely in my mind for Super Bowl contenders going into the year, and they have something to prove. You know, they obviously feel upset with the way the last season ended. They played a fantastic game and it really came down to overtime and more importantly them not closing out those last 13 seconds in regulation that saw their exit to the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. I had them going 14-3. and They just lost to the Jets, which was fantastic for me to witness the Jets beating them. They sit at 6-2. and two. 14 wins is definitely a possibility. Josh Allen, it is questionable whether he's hurt or not. They are looking at that injury more seriously, I hear. But if he stays healthy and this offense stays healthy, I think they'll be able to overpower many of their opponents. The Raiders I had as the number one seed in the AFC with 14 wins. I had them on some tiebreaker beating out the Bills. Wow, I don't think I could have been more wrong about this. They've really been one of the worst teams in the AFC this year. They just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And their season, it's not over, but it's hanging by just a fraction of a thread there at 2-6. and And when you can't beat teams like the Jaguars, and you can't hold on to these big leads that your offense gives you, it's not going to work. And that's 
what it's been this year for the Raiders. They've choked leads many times. There was one to the Cardinals where they, on the last play of the game, they gave up the game tie and touchdown. And it's just been poor game management. And Darren Waller has been MIA for a good portion of this season. So due to all that, I don't see them having a very productive second half and kind of going to admit that I was wrong, very wrong with this pick. I had the Colts at 13 wins, another one I was terribly wrong about. Jonathan Taylor has not showed up this season. Matt Ryan, who we thought was going to be the quarterback through the year, has been benched. Ellinger has been asked to step up, and he has not. Three points was the offense he and the Colts could muster last Sunday. And when you're putting up that many points, it's not going to win. It's not going to be a winning recipe, I should say. It's actually worse than when Matt Ryan was playing. At least they would get several field goals, sometimes a touchdown. I honestly am not too sure why this, why that was this, the decision. Because when they decided to do that, they were only like, what, one game below 500? Or maybe they were actually even at 500. But that's what they decided to do. Now their head coach is gone as well. And this has really turned into a disaster for Indy. Cowboys, I had at 13-4. and four. That is a pick I feel confident in. I think they could definitely perform well enough in the second half to do so. Their defense has been wildly better than imagined. I thought their offense would really be <clears throat> a propeller for them. Dak is finally back. And with that being said, with him in the lineup, with Zeke hoping that he just improves week in, week out. They could be a dangerous team. The Ravens I had finishing 12-5. and five. Also, a pretty understandable pick that I could see panning out. They lead their division by one game ahead of the Bengals. It'll be an interesting kind of race there to the end to see who comes out on top. I think it will be Baltimore. They need to get Mark Andrews back, though. They have versed some rather easy teams the last two weeks, the Browns, and just last night, the Saints. Not fantastic defenses they were going up against, and Lamar was kind of able to have his way. But they definitely do need help in some positions. The running game could be a little bit better. But overall, I think it's going to be a nice season for them. Moving into my 11-win teams, I had the 49ers. The Niners, they have all the pieces to be an 11-plus win team, but for some reason, things just haven't clicked as well as they should be. They've got Kittle, they acquired CMC. It's it, Trey Lance isn't the issue because he's not playing. Garoppolo, who's been very effective in the past few years, is the QB. But for whatever reason, it hasn't gone according to plan. They sit at 4-4, four and four, still a very salvageable season. But an 11-win season, to do that, they would have to go 7-2 and two in the second half, which is a big ask. But I, I do think it's possible. They have pretty good coaching staff, good experienced players, and I think they'll be in the postseason. The Vikings I had winning their division at 11 wins, and they have even exceeded 
that bold expectation. They are on pace for much more than that, setting, sitting at 7-1, second-best record in the league. And I think this was a pretty solid pick. I, I think that they'll finish right around 12-ish wins and easily claim that division that has the three losing teams, the Packers, Lions, and Bears in it. The Chargers I also had at 11 wins, and I think that's kind of a perfect pick. They're right on pace to do that. They're 5-3 and three now. They've been in a lot of tight, close games, like this past weekend where they narrowly beat the Falcons. Justin Herbert has struggled at times, hasn't been as effective as I was hoping as a huge Herbert fan. But the defense is my main concern with this team. It's not a very great defense. We have to be real about that. So if they're going to be winning games consistently, it's going to be offensive battles. Now, going into the 10-win teams, I had a lot of 10-win teams. Starting off with the Eagles. The Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. I thought that they'd be pretty effective, and Jalen Hurts is definitely a solid QB, was my mentality going into this season, but he has been next level. A.J. Brown has become a true wide receiver number one for him, fantastic relationship brewing over there. They also have Dallas Goddard, who has been insanely effective, and even the defense has showed up at times, and it's just been a fantastic team as a whole to watch. I think they could go very far, and I see them blowing my 10-win prediction out of the water in the second half, maybe even going for 15. Who knows? Maybe they'll even pull off an undefeated season. Wouldn't that be something? The Packers I had with 10 wins as well. I'm going to have to kind of admit I was wrong about this one. It was looking quite possible through the first three or four games of the year. But then Aaron Rodgers has gone on this ridiculous skid, and the Packers have now dropped five straight. And in so many of these games, I've been looking at the QB comparison, thinking, how could this be happening? How is this offense led by this QB outworking that of Aaron Rodgers? Because the quarterbacks he's lost to, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson... Tyler Heineke, Jared Goff most recently, and these very young and inexperienced teams have just been outworking the veteran. That's been the story of the season for Green Bay. And I imagine that they're pissed. I imagine that their fans are very upset. Their team doesn't miss out on the playoffs that much, and it's looking like a reality they're going to have to face. The Dolphins I also had as another 10-win team. I think that I'm pretty on point here. Their offense has been explosive. Don't get me wrong about that. 6-3 and three going into the halfway point. Two has been great. Tyreek Hill has been beyond amazing. North of 1,200 receiving yards already. I do see them slowing down. I know it's probably not that common of a prediction, but I think... That as the season goes on, people will figure out that this is a Tua to Tyreek kind of main matchup thing here. Lock him down, lock Waddle down. 
Because if they could stop those two guys, there's not much else that the Dolphins can do to you. Their defense has been pretty mid. They just gave up north of 30 points to an offense led by Justin Fields. They gave up 40 points to the Jets. So those are really... I know it's not an easy ask for many defenses in this league, but if they can lock those receivers down, I think the Dolphins are stoppable. The Broncos, I had them at a conservative 10 wins. I think that was a pretty common pick among people. You know, Russell Wilson looking forward to going back to the playoffs, but no. It has been a grind every week for him. There have been no easy games for him, really. And they're just winning the games that they are by the skin of their teeth. They've had one-point victories. They've had, like, so many times 16, 17 points, all they could muster. The defense carrying them at times. Bradley Chubb is gone now, which is definitely not going to help them in any means. So they're going to have to find a way to salvage this season. And it's going to start with Russell. Russell has to get whatever he's got going on together. 3-5, and five, it's still doable for them. Do I think they'll make it to 10 wins? No, they'll probably be around 500. The Browns, I also had finishing with 10 wins. I did take no Deshaun Watson into consideration, but I thought that the combination of Chubb and Hunt would be unstoppable. We've seen examples of that this season where Chubb has had blowout games against the Jets, against the Bengals recently. But Jacoby Brissett has not really been a sustainable replacement for Watson, or Baker Mayfield for that matter. He's been mid, which is all you can really expect out of someone who's supposed to be a backup QB. Their defense has left something to be desired and for all those reasons I do not think that they're going to make it to the 10 win mark kind of disappointing for some faithful faithful Browns fans my sixth and final team that I had at the 10 win mark was the Kansas City Chiefs I thought they'd take a step down without Tyree Kill and that showed especially against the Titans you know their offense struggled there wasn't that many opportunities for them. Kadarius Tony, that addition does help. Juju, also pretty productive. And of course, Kelsey has always been and will continue to be a workhorse. The thing that concerns me about them, similar to some other teams that I mentioned in the 10 win column, such as the Dolphins, is the defense. If the defense can hold its own, that's good, that's fine. They have haven't really gotten blown out of the water too many times, but it's definitely a concern moving forward. They sit at 6-2 and two right now and kind of above my expectation. I think they'll surpass the 10-win mark. Okay, now we move down to the 9-win mark. I had the Arizona Cardinals finishing with 9. I think this is doable for them. Kyler Murray hasn't been the issue for Arizona. He's done his very best. But D-Hop and Zach Ertz have been helping him as much as they can. 
I don't really know what the issue is here for Arizona. It's another one of those teams very, very good looking on paper, but just can't execute occasionally when it really, really matters. Like against the Buccaneers, they had the ball with just a few minutes to go, couldn't get a first down that they needed to seal the game, and then could not stop Brady when it mattered. The little things that lose football games are probably going to keep Arizona out of the playoffs this year. Then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I had them finishing at 9 and 7, or 9 and 8 rather, sorry. And I think that's a really solid pick. I think they're going to finish right around there. Brady's going to try and revive this season from the dead, as we know he's very capable of. He did kind of almost trade his wife for this season. But even at the nine win mark, I, I don't really know. It's hard to say. I think nine wins will be enough to win that NFC South because it is not a good division by any means. But Brady has some tough games coming up on the schedule. They have the Seahawks this weekend in the first ever game in Germany. That's going to be difficult to stop that offense. They have the Bengals. They have some NFC West opponents like the Cardinals, the Niners. It's not going to be easy, but if anybody could salvage it, I'm sure Tom can. Then my Jets. I had them at 9-8, and eight, which was almost the most optimistic Jets record I've seen from anybody that was predicting. And the Jets have surpassed even my expectations. I had them at 4-5 and five at the midpoint of the season after nine games. They're 6-3, and three, and this I cannot emphasize enough, 2-1 and one in the division. They hadn't won going into the season in two years, a divisional game. But they have gone out and been able to beat the two most fierce competitors in the Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills. And I don't want to hear anything about there was no two in the Dolphins game. Because I could understand if the Jets had won that game like like they did against the Bills, 20-17. to 17. But we put up 40 points. 40. Against that Miami defense. And I don't think there's too much Tua being in could have done about that. And then getting back to the Bills game this weekend. Has really been because of our defense. Five sacks. Two picks. Making life difficult every single play for Josh Allen. The one thing I wasn't a fan of was these big breakaway runs on third down that just were really Buffalo's only thing they had going for them in that game. But yeah, it's been an amazing ride for the Jets. I think that they could finish around 10-11 wins. They do have a much easier second half schedule than first half. We have to play most of the NFC North division, the Vikings, Lions, Bears, all winnable games, in my opinion, especially the Lions and Bears at home. And it, it should be fun to watch as a Jets fan. I think they surpass my expectation. The Bengals coming off the fairy tale run. I had also sitting at 9-8. and eight. And they're right around where I said they were, perfectly. If they remain on this pace, they're sitting at one game over 500 now. That's where I have them finishing. I think it's going to be sort of a humbling experience for them to know that they're not necessarily the same 
not they're not the same they're the same team but that it was a little bit of a fluke in my opinion a little bit last year because we saw that Joe Burrow is human he can struggle at times of course that's not what he did this weekend against Carolina but when you do versus tough defenses and your O-line is as terrible as they are it does make a difference I don't know how Joe Burrow did it, because the O-line was just as bad last season, but he somehow managed to escape it. And that's going to be a big talking point in the offseason for the Bengals, strengthening that O-line, which to me is the worst or in bottom three in the NFL. Then I had one lone eight-win team, the Tennessee Titans. I thought they were going to fall off with no A.J. Brown. They haven't. After a struggling opening couple games, they put together five wins in a row. But since then, they lost Ryan Tannehill to injury. And Malik Willis, while is showing some potential, especially with the running game, almost looking like similar to Lamar Jackson, he's not really throwing the ball all that much and relying on Derrick Henry a little bit too much. And while he is one of the best at his position, he alone cannot carry a football team. But Tannehill, in the games he has played, has stepped up in big moments, and they're going to prove me wrong. I think they're going to be a winning team in the second half. Then we move down to kind of my bottom 10 teams around that I had. The seven win teams, I had the Chicago Bears which I think is a spot-on pick. They're sitting at three wins it is right now for Justin Fields. It's also another team that's young, figuring it out, but the offense, every game is looking better. Fields is looking more comfortable, finding receivers like Cole Komet, and making connections. They did lose several players like Robert... Robert... Blah. Robert Quinn and Hicks, which has freed up a lot of cap space for them in the offseason, and they're going to need to use it to their advantage. They're going to need to strengthen this team, but I don't think it's going to be that fun of a second half. Sorry, Bears fans. Then the New England Patriots I also had at seven wins. I didn't really think Mac Jones was the answer, and at times that that's what we've seen this season. But the Patriots' defense has bailed them out so many times. This weekend, not bailing them out, but just emphasizing what a force they can be with nine sacks. Nine sacks and a takeaway. Just very scary to go up against. And the Jets, that's their next opponent coming up after the bye, so that'll be interesting. They're going to surpass my expectation. It's pretty clear. Already sitting at five wins here. I think they're going to go up to nine or ten, be in that conversation for a playoff spot for sure. The Saints I had with six wins. This one's also looking pretty realistic. They sit at three, exactly half of the six that I had them having. Kamara has been kind of underwhelming. Not really a special season for him. And they've bounced between quarterbacks, between Dalton, between Winston, Taysom Hill coming in at times. I think they kind of got to stick with one true quarterback if they're going to sort this mess out. I think they'll be right around the six, get three more wins in the second half. 
the Falcons I had finishing with five wins. They're going to surpass that. They have played definitely above expectations. Not the same choking Falcons that we've seen, I would have said, until what we saw this weekend, where they had recovered a fumble in a tie game, only to fumble it right back. Recover or fumbled it right back to the Chargers, who got the game-winning field goal, which was just dreadful. So the <laughs> game management has been an emphasis for years, and if they could get that under control, they could most definitely challenge the Bucks for the division title. Maybe we'll see them in the playoffs. They're going to surpass my five wins. Then the Steelers, they have turned to Kenny Pickett. And in a podcast I did early on, I, I remember saying it's just going to be a matter of how quickly they turn to him, whether the season can be salvageable. They turn to him fairly quickly. Another quarterback making their debut against the Jets. He does need a little bit more discipline, you know, not heaving balls up into the air that could be easily picked. Just coming off their bye week, they sit at 2-6. and six. They'll finish right around my 5-win prediction, I believe. But definitely do keep an eye on Pickett. I think he will progress as the season goes on. Then, I had some not fantastic picks in the 4-win column. I had the Giants there. They are proving me wrong. Already at 6, probably going to go north of 10 or 11. They have just a really easy schedule. They have the Lions and Texans coming up as their next two games. They still have to play the Washington Commanders. And a lot of this success has been because Saquon has stayed healthy, number one. And number two, Brian Dable. What a job that he's done. Because with the little talent that this team has had, he has turned them into a contender. I just really have not many words to say about how he did it. Just kind of in awe that he has been effective immediately. Which nobody expected this kind of turnout from the Giants this year. Another four-win team I had was the Seahawks. I do admit, looking back, that was kind of a low ball on the Seahawks, because even without Russell Wilson looking at them in the beginning, they do have talent. They have DK Metcalf. They did a pretty nice job in the draft in the last couple of years. They have Dwayne Eskridge. Kenny Walker's been unreal. And, of course, the number one point of emphasis, Geno Smith is back. He's finally getting an opportunity to show the league what he can do as a starter, as a true starter with nobody right there to take his job. And he has shined. He has absolutely shined. Unlike the Jets and the Giants, who are at times carried by their defense, this surprise team is actually doing something offensively. Week in, week out, Geno Smith is putting up 300-yard games, throwing multiple touchdowns. Kenny Walker, unreal. And with Pete Carroll, there's no telling what this team could do. I was very wrong about this pick. And I think that they're going to finish around 10 or 11 wins, the way it's looking. I also had the Washington Commanders at four wins. Another one that's probably not going to go my way. They're already sitting at four wins. Taylor Heineke has been pretty nice in the games he's come into. Almost got a huge win against the Vikings. 
But as tough of a division as the NFC East is proving to be, I don't see that much daylight ahead for them having diverse teams like the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys. I think they have maybe two tops three more wins coming up. The Detroit Lions are the next team I had in the four-win column. I think this is a really, really nice pick I made. They're sitting at two wins, exactly half of where they need to be to finish at four. It's a young team that's figuring it out, traded away TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota to the division rival. And they, they have to accept that they're in rebuild mode, which I think they are accepting of. It's probably a little bit tough for Jared Goff, as I've emphasized from time to time. A quarterback that was used to having a great team around him, made the Super Bowl, to now having to teach a bunch of young guys around him and accept the fact that he's not going to be a postseason quarterback for the next few years if he wants to ride this out. Then the Carolina Panthers, my last of many teams in the four-win column, another pick that I feel was pretty on point. They traded away CMC, another team that's definitely in tank mode. Quarterback issues are definitely there for them. I'm not really sure why they went and got Baker Mayfield. I think that it was pretty clear that they were going to be a team that was going to lean towards selling this year that was not really in contention, but they went, got Baker anyway, and it has not worked. Walker has come in. He had one good game. Other than that, it hasn't worked. Who knows? We might even see Sam Darnold at some point in the next few weeks. In my opinion, they're kind of the team that has the most mess on their hands of any. But the Texans do come close. I had them finishing with two wins. Damian Pierce has been a bright spot, one of the best rookie running backs that we've seen this season. Other than that, there's not a lot of positive things I have to say about that team. Davis Mills has not been what Texans fans were hoping for. I think they will give him another try next season, but if it's the same old, same old, I think they're going to have to move on. And I, I see them right around the three-win mark at the end of the year. They have one win after eight games played. And my worst team, if you haven't figured it out already, that I thought was going to hold the number one pick again, as we saw them not too long ago have, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars, I kind of underestimated, I will admit that. They have ETN coming back this year. They have Lawrence, who's definitely shown signs of improvement. He's gotten himself three nice wins already through the season, and another head coaching change for this team that's been for the better. Finally, it looks like they have an esteemed, good, solid coach to lead this young team. I think if they add a few more pieces, a little bit of defensive help, that they could be a competitor in the years to come. In terms of this year, my 2 and expectation, they already surpassed that. I think they'll go on to have maybe right around 6 to 7. It'll be a nice, refreshing second half for them. And who knows, maybe they'll even spoil it for teams like the Titans, other AFC teams that they'll verse. I know they verse my Jets. That's our Thursday night game in December. 
So we shall see. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. I know it was a bit of a longer one than the ones I usually do. So if you've listened this far, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This has been WFA and the Kid.